Blog Talk Radio. Only God. In hardship, I saw him by my side. In ease and well-being, I beheld only God. Like a candle, I melted in his flame. Amid the sparks of the flames, I beheld only God. Rabia the Mystic. The music we're listening to behind us is Anael's Be Still Thy Soul, which was part of Firing the Grid a couple of years ago or 18 months ago. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay. This is Mara, and Brian is on the other line. Brian? Good morning, everyone. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Good morning, how are you this morning? You know, I am so well, and as you, I want to to say, as you uh, did the opening prayer, I I was just pulling in air, and every time, at the end of each um, sentence, not even full verse, because it's probably no more than a verse or two, I, I could see this, just this level, beautiful, bright um, lake, just a bright spark of light, and I just want to thank you because it's such a reminder to all of us that we are here because we choose to be here. Not This isn't an accident of fate, you know, we choose to be here, we ordained with God, with love, with Yahweh Allah. Uh, whatever name makes you happy. Uh, Jesus, we ordained before we came uh, that we could live in the families that we live in and keep our eye on the ball. And Brian, with my having said that, would you please say one more time the prayer? Remember, folks, this is our choice. Brian. We are here only to be truly helpful. We are here to represent Him who sent us. We do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because He who sent us will direct us. We are content to be wherever He wishes, knowing He goes there with us. We will be healed as we let him teach us to heal. Just love And I just like to I'd like to add just one idea behind all that. Every time I use the word him, I like to think of the me saying the word love. Yes. Yes. And when we think of it that way, we really do realize that love is what we are, love is what we're here for, and love is what we learn from. Yes, yes, and Dr. Aish was so lovely last week as a caller in who reminded us of that, too, and uh, it's a beautiful reminder that uh, when you use the word love in lieu of the divinity that you are praying, meditating, uh, beseeching, whatever word uh, you are honoring on your life journey, when you say love, uh, it, it it is interesting because it so softens your approach to other people and to life. Uh, I always use the example uh, when I'm talking about this of uh, somehow saying love, damn it, uh, makes a different ring in the air. It is like this huge reminder, love bless you. You know, every time um, 
that you are using the word God, if you can substitute it with the word love, you will find that you are starting to resonate with your interior divinity, with who you are and what you're here about, remembering you are never alone, as the passage that Brian uh, read for us, and we are always, always connected. I mean, we are connected because we are we are biologically the same, and we're also the same with all the trees and the birds and, and everything around us. And we need to remember to uh, use the energy that is given to us by nature. But we are such fear-driven creatures, just so very, very fear-driven. In fact, Brian and I were talking about one, and I recognize today's topic is, are you too sensitive or maybe just asensitive? Uh, Brian and I are both sensitives. We are also sensitive, you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and and it's kind of an interesting phenomena because you know uh, when the I can't uh, I have allergies. Brian, do you have allergies? No. Okay, I am very sensitive to all of the differing changing seasons, and, and it's such an, an interesting thing because I have been for a very, very long time, and uh, I do not, uh, yet I am also sensitive to drugs. And so for the most part, I have this little teeny list and some supplements that I take. I just read that Susan Summers takes 60 pills a day. In those 60, I can be certain that probably 50, I would have some sort of physiologic reaction to the to the supplements, and so I rely on God. I don't take flu pills. Uh, if I wake up I, and I don't feel really great, I don't empower the feeling. I let it go. And for the most part, um, you know, I'm allergic to most antibiotics, so I don't take them. For the most part, I don't need them. People are, like, taking them right and left, right and left. I don't. And, Brian, you were commenting on that, too. Well, I don't uh, require them at all, and I don't get sick anymore. I haven't been sick in years. And um, I know it has part- partly to do with the fact that reconnecting with your true self, um, you transcend all those things, all those ideas of illness. And it's not that you're better than, if you will, than someone else because you don't get sick, but it's just a representation of the knowledge of who you are inside yourself. And when we can, of course, it's, it's what my show is all about. When we're radiating love, people can pick up on that. And so when you're being your healed self as often as you can, then you'll find that things of the, the body, the illnesses, will drop away. And you'll transcend Radiate past love without... Exactly, exactly. Uh, Brian's show is under the name Naranarayana, Yana. Uh, radiate love without expectation, but that's exactly right. Is is you find that you know you're kind of just kind of cruising through. You really are. Um, yeah, radiate love without expectation, my friends. We're each once again we're here by choice, and we're here for that purpose. I um, I was in. Um, San Francisco yesterday, and I love Chinatown. I'm going to China uh, sometime soon. I have to to pick my my trip actually, and I was uh, but I was on one hand telling myself, gee, I'm not going to buy anything because I'm going to be in China where all of this comes from and it's less expensive. But what interested me is I want to share a story with you about. Are you just too sensitive or maybe just asensitive? As I was, uh, I was in this store that I like it. Uh, there's, there's a wonderful variety of things in Chinatown, and I think that people need to, to look. You, you, know, you don't walk in and buy something because you may find the same item deep in Chinatown for less, perhaps as much as half priceless. And you also come to recognize as you move through the stores that there are different qualities of stores. And my mom even drew to my attention, you know, she had looked at a string of lights in one store, and they were $12, and across the street in a different store they were $29, same lights. So, I mean, you just need to look around. It's truly an example of shopping. 
And um, But as I w- was in this favorite store that I have come to trust for quality and product, um, looking at some things, I found this lovely little lotus that you put a tea light in. And I thought, gee, that's beautiful, that's beautiful. And I chose to buy it because... I'm not planning to go to China and buy a lot of stuff, quite frankly. How do you carry it home was my thought. So, um, you know, I'm looking at everything, and I buy this little tea light, and I take it up to pay for it, and a gentleman walks up. Where do you get those? And I told him that they were over on the wall. And I noticed that he was purchasing mala beads, too, you know. So I am, um, for those of you who don't know, perhaps you might call them love beads. Uh, Excuse me if you hear a rambling right now. My iRobot has decided to clean this room. Let me turn it off. I apologize. In any event, um, the... uh, So he, he had purchased some mala beads, and he had one of these lotuses. And my friends, I'm going to tell you something uh, that uh, it it may be feng shui, but on some level it is also just, um, it's an opening of the spirit. Very few of us decorate with orange. Very few. And you should have an orange piece in your rooms. And ideally it should be something to your left of where you normally sit. And um, so he's there with this, Blue lotus, beautiful, my second choice. I mean, it was truly a beautiful blue. In fact, it was probably on some level my first choice until I'm a hypersensitive person, folks. I have voices in my head. I would probably be certifiable if I didn't talk so straight. So um, they say, no orange, orange, you need to get orange. And so I pick up the orange and I, I bring it up and put it down and... The guy now comes, I'm getting ready to pay for mine, and he has this beautiful blue one. And suddenly my guides start talking about orange. I hardly talk to people that I don't know. Um, I do sometimes, but I, you know, I'm a pretty quiet person. And I'm suddenly talking to him ad nauseum about orange because <laughs> they wanted him to get orange too. And, you know, while well, I didn't have orange in my life and I reintroduced him, and this guy is looking at me like I'm some sort of lunatune, you know, just, just amazing. And so we walk out of that store and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what was I doing? I can't believe I, you know, why was I sharing these thoughts with this guy about orange? And, I mean, I was really, really embarrassed by my own behavior not so much so that I didn't laugh and have a good time but you know just thinking oh guys you know come on I and I'm thinking boy you know I should have just this guy wasn't interested in hearing quote my guys talk but I thought nothing more of it but as I went through the day I periodically thought of that man I couldn't get him out of my mind and I would, every time, I would humanize it by thinking, well, you're just embarrassed you talked to him about the orange, you know. And um, But I just didn't think about it. So we get down to the BART station, and I look over, and you're never going to guess who's there. That the guy. man. The guy is there. Yeah, the guy is there. And now I'm knowing, okay, so now I start meditating. You know, what do you want? I mean, obviously, this man has been on my mind all day long. You want me to do something. Well, at first, I had to confirm to myself that it was, in fact, him. And, you know, when if you've ever been in the subway station, you know, there's people everywhere. There's trains everywhere. You don't know. Well, there's only one train, but there's people getting on to a variety of trains. So I have no idea what train this guy is going to get on. And I'm standing there meditating, trying to think, okay, now you've already talked to him about orange, and he wasn't really, like, open and receptive. So I'm going, okay, guys, what do you want me to say to him? It's been a long time in my life since uh, I I used to, when I was first accepting uh, my heightened six senses, I would get messages for strangers along the street. And I, in fact, had to develop, like, a, a life pattern for that of of cloaking myself so that when I would go up and talk to them, you know, I didn't pull in whatever negative feelings they had because then I would sleep with them and it would be a very difficult sleep because trying to sort out someone else's emotions and feelings from your own creates this real funny feeling in, in the middle of your 
chest and in the top of your stomach. It's like, well, which I don't feel this way. What's going on? Until finally you release them to love and and basically you generally, I feel like I get rewarded with just great light. But anyway, so here's this guy standing there. We're surrounded by people on the BART platform. And I'm, my guys are just talk, 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 talk. And I'm just, I know that there's something I'm supposed to say and I need to be able to calm myself to feel it. I'll be darned. Three trains go by. And now it's time to get on the train. He gets on the same train as we do, in the same car as we do. Wow. So I say to my mother, my mom's dad was a physical healer. People would come with physical ailments, and he could heal them. So uh, she knows me. You know, she's she's not going to be embarrassed by anything I do. And um, so we're sitting there, and my mom, my mother loves to talk. My mother will talk to anybody, anywhere. So she's talking and talking, and I'm kind of meditating in the midst of listening to her and responding. What do you want me to say to him? And so finally I realized, and it was such a simple, simple message, one that we can all deliver on a constant basis if we choose to. And um, so now we're coming up, and I thought, but I also know now, I even know more. I know that we're, whatever I'm going to deliver to him, it's going to be close to the door. And I'm thinking, well, it could even be on the platform. So I'm not, because I don't want to embarrass the man, you know. I just want to give him a message from love, from God. And uh, so we're sitting there, and we go through exit after exit after exit. And I'm starting to breathe a good sigh of relief because I'm thinking, great, he's going to get off at the Concord exit where I get off. I'll be able to give him the message there and I won't have to do it here on the train. Rushing up to him. Oh, no such luck. Walnut Creek comes up. I can tell he reaches up and grabs a hold of the handle. So now I'm moving. I'm in movement. <laughs> you know, ah, I delay too long. Here, I, don't, I can't miss this opportunity. You know, so my mom is there and I rush over. Do not pull up my cloak. Do not pull up anything to protect myself and send it off to God uh, to love. I, I just, because I'm, now I'm, I'm on purpose. I'm on a mission, you know. I go rushing over, grab his elbow. He turns and looks at me. And by that point, by the way, my hands are on fire. So anyone who's touching my hand is going to think either I've got some terrible ailment or something weird is going on because the electricity is just sparking. Even my mom commented when I came back, I touched her leg and she says, whoa. <laughs> you know? So I go over and I, I, I touch his elbow. He turns and looks at me and I go, you know, there is no coincidence in uh, our being in exactly the same store at the same time and now being here. You know, I don't have time to tell him. I've thought about him all day long or anything. And I just say, you know, I have a message for you from God. God wants you to know he loves you. Just like you are. And the guy is looking at me, somewhat incredulous, reaches out. We shake hands. I know he can feel the energy in my hand. And he rushes off the train, obviously, because the door will close and he'll get captured. But can you believe it, Brian? Talk about... It was just an amazing experience. Yeah, that that was, uh, that was intriguing. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. And it goes to the whole idea, friends, that we may be here just to talk to one person and affirm their value. And we don't have to have a perfect trajectory to that place. You know, you don't have to walk around in saffron robes or, or anything else. I mean, you're you're an important part of the process and if you just listen to your intuition and your gut instinct and reach out wow look at what you can do you know i don't think that guy thought i was crazy he he might have thought i was crazy when i was trying to convince him to get the the orange uh i don't even to this day i don't know why it was such an orange deal i've never done that before i can still i'm a little bit i'm humanizing it i'm a little bit embarrassed by it but um I think bottom line, he probably would have had uh, a better spiritual experience with the lotus. For whatever reason, my guys think he would have had a better spiritual experience with the orange. And because I can't see the whole connection, I only see all the little parts like you do, I can't speak to that. But what an experience. 
So being sensitive, my friends, is um, if you tell this to the person next to you, gee, they'll say, oh, you know, get over it. Don't be so sensitive. But maybe it's because you are a heightened sixth sensor and you are sensitive to the other side, to the whole mass. Because we're each here in our separateness. And then to me being a sensitive means that you feel the whole connection. You, you just open your heart up and you allow yourself to feel all the parts. I um, first began recognizing that, that, that I was able to feel the connection as a whole and then the parts of the whole when, oh, I don't know, about eight or nine years ago, somebody called me on the phone for a reading and I didn't know that I could even do anything like that, that I could feel a separate part of all that we are so far away and I not only could feel her I could feel her partner I could feel all of these things and um, when she sent me an email and told me that everything I was saying which sounded like gibberish to me was right on I was just amazed amazing through me and that's what it is friends open yourself up God wants to work through you Brian, I'm going to let you talk for a minute. I've kind of done quite a little monologue there. Well, I could say that, indeed, as we we all get messages of intuition that come to us, and a lot of times, like you, like you say, it's something that we perceive to say, oh, I can't say that, or that's crazy, that doesn't even make any sense to me. And we start to, as you've said a few times today, humanize it. And we would find that if we would just do those things that seem silly at first, that we would start to see or at least feel, if nothing else, we would feel the properness of that and we would know on some level that it was the right thing to do in that moment. And as we start to trust that more and more, it becomes easier to understand each time and we no longer doubt it or fear it or resist it and we allow it to come through and we allow ourselves to just be the messenger in that instance, and then we find ourselves being the messenger many times in our lives, and we find that that ends up being the reason why we were here, is to love, be all that is, through all things. And when we realize that all things are connected to the all that is, we start to remember our divinity and our oneness and our perfection of who we are. And as you do that more and more, life then takes on a playful manner and everything gets beautiful and loving, and it's not that it always goes perfect, if you will. It's still going to be humanized, but you can even see the perfection in that, and you don't get lost in the game of all the drama, but rather you can see it and love the drama for what it is, but not connect yourself like Mara has been saying. Take it on for yourself, and then you can't sleep at night, and all these things can happen to you, but rather you can just observe it from an observer's point of view, and then know that it's perfect in what it is. And as you do that, again, you're radiating love in that instance. And that is the most infectious thing in the world is love, because that is what we all are. And so just by being yourself and not, and when I say yourself, I'm talking about love, the essence of who you are. And as you carry that knowledge within you all the time, and you're just radiating this beacon of light like a um, lighthouse to a lost uh, ship trying to make its way to the shore. You just beam past all the rain clouds and, and all the storm that's happening, and they can find their way. And that's how you act amongst all the drama. And it becomes this great gift not only to the other person, but indeed to yourself for many reasons, one of which I've already mentioned in the fact that we are all one. And in the other way, it helps you to realize the power and love that is contained within you. And so it helps everyone in every, in, in every situation as you do that for yourself and for others. And I think yes. your story there was a wonderful representation of that. 
Yeah, and it's in us all. It's in us all. Everybody may not, quote, absorb the other person's feelings. And I will tell you, I did have a very restless night. I will say to you, my friends, if you feel inclined to, uh, you just suddenly have an intuition that you need to say something in love. Know that God's words, using Neil Donald's Walsh formula, it's so easy. God's words are always your highest feeling, your grandest thought. They're always positive. Those are the things that we want to be sharing with each other and uplifting each other. Because in those positive words, there's forgiveness for anything that's happened before. And we all need to forgive ourselves and know we are forgiven. There's no giant judgment day waiting out there. It's right now. Forgiving ourselves, not judging others, and using high-feeling words. But when you feel that movement toward sharing a message with someone. You don't know the pain that they're carrying. You need to to say, God, come with me. That's what I call my golden shield. And I know God was there with me. Don't get me wrong. But I didn't, um, I have this empath quality in my life. And so if I'm not careful, I can absorb And that may be true for many of you, and you may wonder why it is you walk into a room and you know what's going on, you know the temperament. And and for me last night, it was a um, very difficult night. Um, This male, this guy, does not feel worthy. And if you're listening to me, um, if you're listening to me, go back and select a set of mala beads that when you hold them in your hand, you feel a coolness that reaches through your hand to your heart. And it causes you to feel safe and secure. And it's not that the ones that you've selected are not good beads. It's just that I'm not sure you knew what the formula was for selecting mala beads that are going to be with you on your wrist always, not for attraction, but in what I call my life bracelets. They're there because in them is is the energy that reminds me when I look at them that I am one with all things, that I bear a responsibility to be as positive as I can be giving consideration to my humanness, And my mother taught me to select my beads. And the selection process is in the coolness. Those are the beads for you. And I'm sharing that with all of you. If any of you are inclined to buy uh, a prayer necklace or or beads for your wrist, uh, you want to select coolness. It's like my mother said, you can feel the peace in the beads as you pick them up and hold them in your hand. And that would be, if ever the guy I saw in the Buddha store in the on the platform that I came up and touched his wrist, if or his elbow and then shook his hand, if you ever hear this program, that my guys are saying to you, look for cool beads as a reminder to stay in the moment. You are enough. That's why we call this program, You Are Okay, because you're all enough. We're all enough, just as we are, because we can't undo anything. It's like the book, The Shack. I'm back on The Shack, Brian, for a moment, but like that book, The Shack, I read when I was coming back from Santa Fe. God's not in the past. It's because it's done. It's dead. It's not in the future because it's not real. But God is here with us right now in every moment. So dare to verbalize in positive terms those things that you feel sensitive about. Because your sensitivity is probably what puts you in that precise moment at that precise time to be the precise actor the circumstance needed. I am going to put on some music, Brian, and ask that you lead us in a 
centering exercise. And I think today I'm going to go with a good standby that I absolutely love, meditation, station, pool of the soul. And uh, my friends, please call in. Uh, We've had a lot of topics lately that are of interest. Uh, We have a continuing theme that uh, we believe the time of the Antichrist, the anti-love is coming to an end. And now is the time uh, when we can all reach out in love. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, We are um, interested in hearing about other sensitives and how you approach each day. And and what do you do with intuitive thoughts uh, that would cause you to stand out and be a little different if you delivered a message? And, uh, of course, we're always interested in hearing how taking God to work with you is working out. So the phone number is 646-595-3584. And once again, uh, we are available to do readings. However, we will not uh, interrupt uh, the program at the immediate moment that you call in. As soon as the topic we're dealing with is finished, we will reach out to you. And if either neither I nor Brian um, has a feeling for you, we won't share. We'll, we'll tell you that. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't call back another time. We're not discouraging you from coming to us. We're just telling you that we're not like uh, the television station where there's always a guaranteed channel. Um, but we'll give it a try, and we're interested in helping you. So once again, 646-595-3584. Brian, um, I'm going to turn on Meditation Station, and will you lead us in a centering exercise? Of course. Thank you so much. Okay, now we're going to spend a little time getting centered, getting to the core of our being so we can remember who we are. And in remembering who we are, we remember our purpose for being here. And whenever we remember our purpose for being here, there is great joy and great gratitude because you no longer feel lost and alone. So let's spend this time with ourselves and remembering that when we spend time with ourselves, we are never alone. But indeed, that's when we're spending time with God or love. And whenever we spend time with love, we spend time with all things. And we remember our connectedness with all things. And with that in mind, please get comfortable in whichever position you find most comfortable, whether it be sitting in a chair, sitting on the ground in a lotus position, laying down, whatever position it might be. Find yourself in the most comfortable and relaxing position for you in this moment now. And as you find that position of comfort, begin to breathe into the nose and out of the nose. And if you do not find this comfortable, then please take the time to find the most comfortable breathing pattern. And that might be breathing into the nose and out of the mouth. And as you now find the most comfortable breathing pattern, close your eyes and start to feel your breath. Feel it enter your lungs as you take a breath in. And feel it leave your lungs as you let it out. Feel it enter your lungs as you breathe in. And leave your lungs as you breathe out. And now as you sit with this knowledge and this feeling and sensation, it might come to your mind that you are breathing the same air 
the same molecules as everyone else has ever breathed before. And any, everyone else, whoever will come, will breathe again. And just with that knowledge, you might come to realize your connectedness through your breath, your oneness with all things through each breath, knowing that Jesus breathed these breaths at some point in time, as did Mozart. And as you continue to breathe in, playing through your mind all the wonderful people who have ever breathed before, realizing that you too are just like them. And we all breathe. And in our breath, do we see our brother as ourselves? And as you continue to breathe, you might start to feel a warmth in your heart from this knowledge. You might feel your inside body temperature rising with each breath and the knowledge of your connectedness with all things, with love, with God. And now as you breathe in once again, taking a nice, big, deep breath, we're going to take three deep breaths. Breathing in, nice, warm, cool air. And breathing out, anything that might be heavy or stagnated. Breathing in once again, nice, warm, cool, soft air. And release any tension, negativity, or heaviness. And one more breath, breathing in nice, warm, cool, relaxing air. And releasing any resistance, any tension. And now I want you to take your attention as you continue to breathe up to the top of your head, up to your crown chakra, and into your third eye chakra at the same time. Take your attention to that region. And now you, as you focus in on that area, you might start to see a bright light forming in your mind's eye. And you might feel some warmth of energy above your head as you see this wonderful golden white light and you can feel its radiance upon your body and upon your soul as it beams down to you constantly the sensation of love of pure unconditional love and as you feel this radiance upon your skin and upon your heart and soul, you might come to the realization and remembrance of your oneness and the reason that this sensation, this knowing, might feel so good and so comfortable is because it's a reminder of your true self. And that is why it is so familiar and so relaxing and so comforting. And as you spend time with this wonderful energy, this wonderful remembrance of your true self, you might begin to take on appreciation for it. Appreciation for the knowledge and remembrance of your true self. And as you sit with this knowledge, you might begin to Remember what your purpose is. And as you, in fact, are doing this, you are indeed remembering your purpose 
and experiencing it firsthand. Your purpose is to be that radiant light always in all things. It's as simple as that. So as you connect in with this truth of yourself, with this light being of love, you've now reminded yourself of who you are and you have found a path of how to get back to that remembrance anytime you might lose it. And knowing that is comforting in and of itself. And anytime that we might forget the perfection of love that we are, we can come back to this place and remember our true selves. And now with that in your mind and in your heart and soul, I want you to now picture the world. Picture the whole globe. See the beauty of the continents and the clouds above him passing through, passing along. Seeing the oceans in their bright blue. Seeing the Arctic caps in their brilliant white. And now with the picture of the, the world in your mind's eye, I want you now to begin to send this radiant love that you've connected with out to the world and have this love engulf the world in its entirety, sending it to every crevice, every corner of the globe. Knowing that as you're doing this, you are indeed sending this to yourself as well. And this is an act of true love for all things. And now as you continue to send this wonderful loving energy of brilliant white and golden light, you start to see the world glow with this, with these beautiful colors. And you start to feel the radiance of this love coming back at you, reciprocating back to you the love that you have shared. And from this sensation alone is when you remember that as you do this for all things, you do this for yourself because it comes right back at you. And now as you connect more and more with this, I want you to bring your attention back to your breathing taking three deep breaths once again, in through the nose, and out through the nose, in through the nose, and out through the nose, in through the nose. and out to the nose. Connecting once again with the truth of your being in your heart center. Remembering where it is always and knowing that you can always come here and connect with it whenever you so choose. Blessed be. a power that will light your way to health, happiness, peace, and success if you will but turn toward that light. Paramahasa Yogananda.
O'Brien, tell us a bit about the areas in which you are sensitive or have heightened six senses. Well, I feel emotions very strongly, but I can only feel, well, I'll say, that, I'll say it this way. I have realized that I feel emotions from people when they're genuine. And in other words, if someone's truly feeling angst or anxiety, then I'll feel it and I'll be um, connected with that person. But I don't become lost in it rather than I can just share that emotion with the, the person. And actually, I'm funny enough, as I say that, I'm reading a book of someone I'm going to have on my show in a couple weeks. And it's a tale about her connection with her dog and how the dog would share in, in her emotions and her angst and help her to relieve that uh, from her at times. And the dog became sick of this at times, um, physically sick of it from, t- from taking it on. And I realized that as we connect with our true selves and we know the beauty and perfection of who we are, we can then go out and be empathic towards others and help them to share in their burdens but not keep it for ourselves. In other words, I've, I can feel heavy energies and if the person is willing to release them because I can't take anything from anyone but I can offer my services and say I can help you to release this. And I've actually done this before physically to where I was with a friend of mine and we were actually a, quite a few friends having a discussion of just many different subjects of spirituality and someone was starting to talk about all the negative experiences that they've had with their mother and just she, she was just kind of in a complaining phase uh, which we all do at times and I found myself disconnecting with this in a way to where I didn't want to take it on and she just kind of was on her soapbox of negativity and I kind of found it to be um, not it was counterproductive in what we were trying to do, but I wasn't going to stop her from doing it. Um, I was going to let her release all that energy, but I wasn't going to take it on. And then shortly after she was done and we continued to talk, two of the the people at the at this discussion had gotten headaches, and there were very strong headaches that came on very quickly. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They obviously took on this this all this energy and got headaches. And so then I was just starting to, this was quite some time ago, and I was just starting to realize the um, abilities that we have to work with energy. And so I wanted to try something, and I asked them if they would be willing to give up this energy that they were holding, because I can't take it from them, but I can help them to release it. And they, they said yes. And so I went into a meditative state, closed my eyes, got very relaxed, very comfortable. And then I physically raised my hand up in the air, like up towards, I wasn't, I was standing, I was probably sitting five feet from them. And I put my hand physically up in the air and was just feeling like I was feeling at the top of their heads. And I started to connect with this negative energy. And I started to be able to pinpoint where it was. And I, I physically and mentally felt myself reach my hand out and grasp my thumb and forefinger and uh, middle finger together, like if I was holding on, grabbing onto something with those three fingers. And then I was pulling, and I could literally feel this band of energy, of heavy energy, kind of stretching like I was pulling on some uh, put, putty or some bubble gum or something that just stretched out and I could feel it kind of just stretching and then it kind of disconnected, a piece of it disconnected and then it was in my hand and then I just shook my hand and released all that energy and then I went back for some more and did the same thing until it was all gone and that was the first time I had done that and felt such um, knowingness and sensations that that was what was happening and it was very intriguing. So then I opened my eyes and I said, wow, that was a lot of energy. Who was that? Because there were two mm-hmm. people. The funny part mm-hmm. is the person I was trying to help out didn't get help, but the other person got help. <laughs> mm-hmm. So obviously 
<laughs> Obviously, the other person yeah. who was sitting behind her was the one who wanted to get rid of it the most. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's true. It took you a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, the person has to let it want it, want it to go. So oh, the other absolutely. person took a lot longer to uh, release it and still didn't release it fully and, and left her with a little bit of a headache. But like I told her, I couldn't take it from her. And so it was just a fantastic experience for me on how I feel energy and knowing that I can separate myself from it and not mm-hmm. have it become a part of me. Because even though I took it on and it was in my hand and I could feel it, I didn't have it run down my arm into my heart or whatever, anything. I just shook it out and said, okay, that was interesting. And I've actually mm-hmm. done that on numerous occasions now to where actually I did take someone's energy um, on and felt it all around in my gut, in my solar plexus. And it was heavy yeah. and wow, I was just, and I was sitting with it for a while because I just wanted to become familiar with feeling this energy. And then after a minute or so, I released it and didn't feel any negative um, effects from that. And so I realized that I've connected with the truth of myself in many ways. And so I can separate myself from that other people's negative energies and not take them on. I um, I think that in the beginning when I uh, would touch people and feel their energies, uh, I was it didn't take very long for me to recognize that because I, I was basically offering them to leave them with me so that I could pass them off. Um, that ninety five percent of the time the people felt more comfort in their discomfort. They mm-hmm. felt more at ease in their discomfort than they did in being without their discomfort. And so they would pull those energies back into themselves as opposed to release them. I have only, um, I don't know, I, I, I have to tell you, I think that for in my experience, that has been more the norm than not. I don't want to put numbers with it, but more often than not, um, people, you know, felt more comfortable in in their discomfort. Now, so what I, I started doing was I, for the most part, don't touch a lot of people so that I don't absorb because it's kind of a, kinetic thing going on with me so that I don't, you know, but when I will be places where people touch me, um, and and I'm not unique. There are lots of people out there like me. Uh, and, you know, they will touch me, and I will know they've touched me. I can feel their energy in the touch. And um, what interests me is that any time that part of my reading for a person I've come to realize is that when I touch them, I end up feeling them and then I have a deeper message for them the next day. But I have never felt more rewarded in life than those times when um, I, I may have had a sleepless night one night. I used to not touch men because men are, oh my gosh, their emotions about worthiness and uh, competition and being enough are huge, huge, far different than we women feel. I mean, men worry about being men, frankly. Maybe not all, but many do, whereas women, we know we're women. You know, I mean, we don't have to pound out our chest, <laughs> you know, and say, I am a woman and this is what a woman does. <laughs> you know, we know that. And when I would feel those men feelings, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, it was such oppressive load on me. But in the end, uh, when I would let those things go, that to me on some level in the beginning it was okay because any time I have absorbed another person's uh, feelings into myself for and and they've given them a respite uh, and they didn't and they just went with the good feeling and they didn't care or, you know they didn't have to bring back their garbage their crap. Um, I've been rewarded by just bliss. I mean, there has been this uh, wonderful, blissful feeling 
that has come from uh, feeling their feelings uh, afterwards. You know, it, it's been glorious. And so I don't complain about, um, you know, my sense. I just know that uh, it is good. I'm glad that, that I'm able to do it for others. And I also know, I, I do say to friends, uh, you know, I'll know more tomorrow. And I do. I always know more tomorrow because when I actually unite with them soul-wise, energy-wise, I unite with their being, I um, I sense more. I sense very deeply what they're feeling, what their emotions are. And many times my guys will give me messages to deliver to them that will help them feel better. So it, it's an interesting phenomenon, but it comes from touch. If I don't touch someone, I can give them readings, but I'm much less likely to feel this dynamic, emotional, physical reaction. Um, but like I said, people will touch me, and I won't know where it came from, and I'll think, whoa. And a friend of mine a long time ago, in the very beginning, I think maybe 15, 16 years ago, told me, um, would ask me when I would have these complex emotions, who have, who have you been touching or who has been touching you? Because <laughs> you know? I would just suddenly not understand the emotions that I was feeling. So, um, you know, it, it, it's an interesting dynamic, uh, my friends, because no two of us probably uh, experiencing anything exactly the right way or the same way. So there is no right way is what I wanted to say. I mean, whatever you're experiencing is is right for you living your life with your six senses that you have. And um, I want to share a Yogananda quote because I think so much uh, of dealing with six senses and dealing with being asensitive has to do with how you handle it in your mind. And this is from a, a little speech he gave in 1940. And he gave it in Los Angeles in 1940. And it's called Ridding the Consciousness of Worry. And this is a simple little quote that says, success or failure is determined in your own mind. God made you his son. You have made yourself a beggar. If you have convinced yourself that you are a helpless mortal and you allow everyone else to convince you that you can't get a job, then you have passed the decree decree in your own mind that you are down and done for. No judgment from God or fate, but your own pronouncement on yourself keeps you poor or worried. Success or failure is determined in your own mind. Even against the negative opinion of the rest of society, if you bring out your own all-conquering God-given will, the conviction that you cannot be left to suffer in difficulties, you will find a secret divine power coming from you and you will see that the magnetism of that conviction and your power is opening up new ways for you so when you're a sensitive my friends which we all are on some level trust your intuition uh, Brian we have about one minute left I'm going to put on uh, Daniel Kobiaka's moon gazing on the int- interlunar C as the final here. Uh, If you would like to um, say your closings, then I will close out the show in a minute. I think that what you just read there was fantastic and perfect, and success is is for you to decide, not for the rest of the world to decide. And you could be very successful in doing whatever it is that you do, whether you just be a good listener. You could be successful in that. And people need to be heard. And so when you can listen without judgment and without condemnation, but rather with just ears to hear and a heart to love, that in itself is a successful endeavor. So there's many ways to determine your own success, and only you can, and only you will be happy when you have determined your success. And I know I find with inside myself that the, the, the way I determine success is different than the world determines success. And with me being happy with that, I am content and at peace with that. 
and that's all that you ever really need because you have to be with you 24-7. And so you're the one that you need to satisfy. Look within, find yourself, and that is success within itself. Absolutely. My friends, you are uniquely created, divinely inspired. You are exactly who you should be in the moment. Believe that God is with you. You are not alone. You are all one. May love enfold you this week and every day, of every hour, of every minute. May you know that you are enough. Thank you for joining Brian and I, and we look forward to seeing you next Sunday. Peace be with you. Take care and radiate love always. Thank you very much, Brian. Thank you, Mara. Thank you, listeners.